Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. Let me pray, and then I want to jump right into what we're going to be talking about today. God, thank you so much for this opportunity, this license, this permission that you've given me to represent your people. God, I pray that not a word I share, not a word I share goes void from those who are in attendance. I pray that every single word I share simply bypass their ears and goes to their heart, God, so that they leave this place forever changed. God, I don't have to add anything or take anything from your word because it's already perfect. So, God, only thing I ask is that you would bless this place this morning from the center to circumference so that when we leave this place, we can say we had a good time, not because the preacher preached so well, not because the worship was outstanding, not because the coffee was just that good, but because, God, your presence was here. God, we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Our theme this year, and I'll keep saying this, you're going to hear this throughout the year, our theme is advance. And, and, and to advance doesn't just mean to move forward. And, and we already know that the opposite of advance is to retreat. So we're not going to go backwards. But another definition for advance or another way to look at advancing is claiming more territory. And from, from a military standpoint, when a troop advances, they are claiming more territory of the enemy. And that's what I want us to focus on today, claiming more territory. We didn't just move to this building because we wanted to do something different. We we, we didn't move to another facility because we were tired of the old facility. We, we, We didn't move to another location because, you know, that just wasn't cool to be over in a cafetorium anymore. We moved to this location so that we can make room for those thousands of people within a 10-mile radius that are disconnected from a church. We moved to this location to make room for people who are looking for a community that looks like yours and mine, that are looking for a worship experience like the one you're sitting in today. We move here to do exactly what I said, claim more territory. And the territory that we're claiming is not for Mosaic Church. Mm -mm. If you think that, then we've got it wrong. It's certainly not for Pastor B. The territory that we're claiming is for the kingdom of God. We're making room and claiming more territory, literally, for the kingdom of God. Our purpose here at Mosaic Church, our mission statement for those who don't know, is to reach, to teach, to serve, and to love everyone, 
regardless of their social economic background, regardless of their race, regardless of their cultural, regardless of their, their, their history or their past, regardless of all of those things, regardless of who you are, where you've been, what you've done, we want to love you and reach you with the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. And the only way to do that, there's, there, there's a way, there's a, there's, a, there's a way that we can do it. There's a, there's a model that we follow to reach people, to teach people, to serve people, and to love people. Mosaic Church is, is, is really honored to be a part of an amazing organization that is not just nationally known, but internationally known. An organization that is planting churches Yearly, over hundreds of churches every single year. Matter of fact, this Sunday, at least three brand new churches were planted. So we're automatically killing the statistic that churches are closing and doors are closing and pastors are leaving. No, no, no. With this organization, which is called ARC, the Association of Related Churches, we're being intentional about raising up new leaders, raising up more churches. Why? To claim more territory, to advance the kingdom of God. And here's how we do it here at Mosaic Church. Our, our whole belief, everything you just heard about our purpose statement comes from two scriptures. The first one being Matthew 28, the Great Commission, verses 18 through 20. It's probably in your notes there. It says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given. And this is the best part. And be sure of this. I am with you always. Not sometimes, not every other day, not just on Christmas and Easter. I am always with you, even to the end of age. Second uh, scripture that I'll share with you that, that, that really defines uh, our purpose statement is Colossians 1, 28 through 29. It says this. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone, teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God perfect in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. I'm going to use that scripture, Colossians 1, 28 through 29, to share with you four principles that are our foundation to advancing the kingdom of God here at Mosaic Church, here at Mosaic Church. There are four principles that we stand on. If you're taking notes, you could, you, you, it starts here. There are four core principles that we stand on. The very first one, and I'm going to spend a lot of time in this one because it's so important. I'm going to spend some serious time here, so stay with me. The very first one is we proclaim God. And how do we proclaim him? We proclaim him through our weekend services. We proclaim God through our weekend services services. We consider reaching people one of the greatest responsibilities of our church. It is one of the greatest responsibilities that God has given us to reach people. We consider that an honor to even be selected or called upon to do that. 
to reach people near and far. We, 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 we hold that, but see, we hold that as, as like the core of why we, of who, who we are and what we stand for. We should do everything, listen, literally, we should do everything we can, all of us who are part of Mosaic Church, or if you're a believer and you go to another church, we should do everything that we can short of sin to reach all people. Everything we can short of sin. One of the things I said uh, uh, as I opened is that we count the cost and pay whatever the price. We count the cost and pay whatever the price. That is doing whatever we can to reach lost or disconnected people. Not so that we can say we have a dope church. Not so we can say we have a growing church. Not so we can say, hey, Mosaic Church is the coolest church in Mableton. No, it's so that we can stand firm and say God is a good God who is doing amazing things in a small unincorporated city in Cobb County called Mableton. God gets all the glory. Jesus is is famous and God gets all the glory. It's a big deal to do whatever it takes to reach lost or disconnected people. Do you know when we get to glory and God has his checklist, he's not going to look on there and say, you know what? You made it to the service every Sunday. You did an occasional Wednesday night service. You sang with the worship team. You set up. Oh, man, you know what? You get in. You know what he's going to do? The very first thing he's going to do is going to look and say, how many people did you reach? How many people did you share my story with? How, how many people were forever changed because you told them about the grace that I extend to everyone who believes in me? How many people can say, you, your name, you, the person, had a conversation with them and converted them into to, to being a believer of Christ. That's where it starts and that's where it ends. You may get partial credit. Y'all remember partial credit in school, right? When you did a halfway answer or, or you, you got the right answer, but you didn't show the work, so you got partial credit. You may get partial credit for all those other things. You may get partial credit for, for showing up and setting up. You may get partial credit for worshiping. But it's only partial credit. I want the full credit, and I want you guys to do the same thing. So, so we have to reach out to people to get them to be a part of the mission of Christ. Not the mission of Mosaic, but the mission of Christ. Amen? There are four core values that we have regarding our weekend services. Okay? Number one, num- first value is that we think our weekend services should have celebration. In other words, I'll just make it plain. It should be fun. How many of y'all are tired of going to boring dead churches? Okay, don't raise your don't raise your hand because I will tell your pastor that you raised your hand in service. I listen, I'm not playing. I got them all on speed dial. And don't y'all dare raise your hand if you can't attend this church. But listen, you want to have fun. Am I correct? You wanna you wanna go to church and feel like you're going to the Super Bowl. You get excited. You want to get butterflies when you pull up in that parking lot because you know it's about the real turn up happens on Sunday morning. Y'all do realize that, right? Huh? And you want to be excited. That's the type of thing I, I want to, you know, everybody's on social media about to get turned up on Friday. Why don't we start saying, yo, I'm about to get turned up on Sunday. I'm about to just light the church. I'm going to light the, the, the church up. I cannot wait to get to church. It's going to be, do they still say crunk? Is that, is that old school now? It's old. They don't say that no more. Okay, it's going to be fleek. It's going to be on fleek. Is that the new word? 
Help me out, young folk. Huh? Help me out here. Unfortunately, I don't even know what it means, but I just see it. Fleek, I hope it's not a bad word. If it is, Lord, forgive me. <laughs> the cost of being cool, right? Listen, church ought to be fun. There, there needs to be an anticipation and excitement in your heart. Like you can't wait. Like the kids, oh, my goodness, I love the Mosaic Kids Zone. I, I, the other day, uh, a couple girls were at the house, you know, and, 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 and uh, they were talking. And, and I heard uh, one of my daughter's friends, one of them, uh, which is Tia's niece, and, and another young lady that's in my daughter's class, they were talking. And so Tia's niece uh, who attends here, she's, she's telling her friend, oh, you've got to come to, to our church. It's so fun. It's, it's, it's so amazing. And, and we do this and we do that. And we have a, a dance group and, and, and we have a, our own worship service with our own screen. And it's so fun. And, and the little girl says, oh, I went there before you did. So now they're, now they're battling about who's been the mosaic. But the whole point is they were excited about it. And, and a little girl's like, well, if I didn't live so far, I would be there. And my parents love it, but we're just so far away and it's hard for us to get there. But, but the excitement that the kids have in being a part of Mosaic Church, that's what we need to have. Our kids, like this is midweek, they're talking about Sunday morning. How many of us are talking about our church like midweek? We might talk about it Monday because the message was good. Yeah, see, none of my folk raise their hands. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Lord, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Please, Lord. I got the, there we go. Daddy, hey, I see you right there. <laughs> we need to have that same excitement because guess what? If we're not talking, see, if we're not talking about our church experience throughout the week, nobody's going to want to hang out at your church. They'd probably be like, oh, I didn't even know you go to church. You never talk about it. I, I didn't even know you were Christian. <laughs> we need to be excited about it. Amen? Okay, I, I, I've done enough about that. I can go on and on about that day. But they should be fun. They should be full of excitement. There should be some passion. Matter of fact, Sunday should be the best week of your life. Amen? The best week of your life. Here, here's the other thing I believe that we should have in our weekend services. There should be inspiration, right? There there should be inspiration. Let me just say this. We can't just serve delicious coffee, which we do. I mean, our coffee is so good. And it's not because we got the best Colombian beans or the, you know, Jamaica Blue Mountain beans. No, it's because they're made with love. Amen. Because the coffee is made from love. But we can't just have great coffee. We can't just have wonderful fellowship because I'll tell you what, Mosaic Church, nobody fellowships like you guys. It's like I have to take forever to get you guys out. And you stay so long, they like charge me an extra hour because you were just hanging out for too long. All right? Go. Let's fellowship at somebody's house. But the bottom line is we can't have fantastic fellowship. We can't have delicious, delicious coffee. We can't have an amazing kids uh, ministry. We can't have any of these things and not have the spirit of God. If we don't have the spirit of God, if we don't have the presence of God in any and everything that we do, then we're just a club that's having fun. We're just, we're, we're just a group of people that's getting together to kick it. And we could save our money and do that at our house if we don't invite the spirit of God. That's why every morning before we move one piece of equipment, we pray. I share some encouraging words to our team. Then we pray. 
We want to bless this house. We want to transform this house, okay? It goes beyond pipe and drape. The transformation happens when we pray to God, invite the Holy Spirit. This place no longer becomes an auditorium, but it becomes holy ground. It becomes a place of redemption, a place of healing, a place of love, a place of compassion, a place where people are not judged but are loved. And that happens when we invite the Holy Spirit. So that it has to be our weekend services have to have some celebration. There has to be some inspiration. But here's the other thing. There has to be preparation. There has to be preparation. In other words, when you come to our service, I need to make sure that you didn't just hear a good sermon, that you heard some worship. I need to sing you out, prepare to do the work of the Lord. This is why we give you handouts so that you could take it. You follow up, maybe by Wednesday, you should be good. You should have that in your system. And then share it with your neighbor. Share it with your friends. Share it with, because our whole point is to prepare you. Right? I can stand up here and preach for 30 minutes, and you may remember hello and amen. But if I give you the notes, and I said something that was good, you may be driving or something, and all of a sudden, something hits you in the stream. Like, you know what, pastor says something. Ah, I'm going to go to my notes as soon as I get to a place where I can park and read them. Somebody may be going through something and it's like, oh man, my pastor says something so good. And listen, check out the podcast, but here are the notes with it. Check this out. If you don't have our app, this is so good. I love it. It's juicy. Watch this. If you don't have our app, I I advise you to download it right now. Let me tell you why. Not only can you listen to this message that I'm sharing with you today or any of our messages, right? You also can get the notes. Boom. Boom. You got the notes all on your phone. So in other words, you don't have to wait to get home to your computer. Who doesn't keep their phone on them? I I knew I wouldn't see a hand go up. Some of y'all get in the shower with your phone. You just like phone out here and lathering up. You keep your phone outside the shower. You you feel it vibrate. You stick your head out. Hello? Y'all don't even take a break from showering. You do all your business and have your phone with you all the time. Seriously. So if you're that attached to your phone, you can go on ahead and get that attached to God's Word by downloading our app with the notes. That's my shameless plug for our app. Do it right now. Right now. Go. Go. Do it. I want to prepare you so that when you leave this place Sunday, you've got some ammunition. You are armed with some good stuff Monday till next Sunday. Amen. So our weekend services have to be uh, full of celebration. There's got to be some inspiration, some preparation. And this, this right here is the, the, the most important part of our weekend services. You all ready? There has to be opportunity for salvation. I get up here and preach and, and the Holy Spirit is coming to this place and we've had a good time and the fellowship is off the chain and it's on a fleek, whatever. But then I don't say, hey, Do you need God in your life? This is an opportunity for you to accept God. If I don't offer that opportunity for salvation, I have failed you as a pastor. So each and every week I stand here, all heads bowed, all eyes closed, and we extend that invitation for you to receive God. Some of you, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Some of you uh, 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 can receive him several times. There are people I see every week, they're the same people. It's like, cool, We, we just got some work to do. But it's okay. There's always an opportunity for salvation. He can save you from everything, everything you need. But listen, you need to invite your friends here. And I know for some of us, that's, you know, your friends, your neighbors, your your family members, it's hard, right? 
All of us have this thing called fear of rejection. I, I know I do. Well, I used to. I'm better at it now. I don't care. Okay? But let me tell you an easy way to win people to Christ and get them to be a part of the mission of Mosaic. Y'all ready? Check this out. The first thing you got to do is simple. How do you win people to Christ? Accept the personal responsibility. Accept it. You know, say, you know what? On my watch, I am going to accept the personal responsibility. I can't tell you how many times I've been somewhere and, and oh, my God, this is so, it, somebody's like, oh, I'm not feeling well and, and, you know, I'm just stressed out or whatever. I'll be honest. Can I be honest? My flesh says, you know what? Oh, man, why did I, find, why did I bump into you? I got some stuff to do. But God wanted me to bump into that person who needed prayer. So I, at that moment, accept the personal responsibility to simply pray. My flesh says, you know what? You have a schedule. You have things you need to do. But my God says, you must accept the personal responsibility. Because I always think, I always think about me going up to heaven. Like, yeah, I know I did good. Heck, I was a pastor, so I know I'm going to heaven. And I get up there and God's like, man, remember that time you were at Kroger? And that lady was crying and you was like, oh, you're going to be all right. You know what? I'm going to pray for you. And kept on going. I always think about God pointing that out. And I say, you know what? There's nothing more important than this moment. So I accept the personal responsibility to introduce that person to Christ, to pray for them, to share something encouraging. You have to do the same. Accept the personal responsibility. Here's the second thing you need to do. Build a personal relationship. Seriously. Build a personal relationship. Y'all know how, how evangelism used to happen back in the day? Huh? They, they literally did. You visit somebody's church, right? And, 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 and you fill out the information. And then like a couple days later, you get the doorbell ring or a knock on the door. And they got bread. They bring them bread by your house. Hey, we want to tell you about Jesus. We, we're so thankful that you stopped by our church. We brought you some bread. And Can, can we come in for a minute? A minute? Now, they didn't build a personal relationship. Or that person that used to come by and y'all familiar with Bible tracks? I had a guy, it was so corny. It was so cheesy. This guy, he, he has this, this, what looked like money folded up, right? And he walks up to me and he says, man, you know what? You look like you can use this. I just want to bless you. And I was like, oh, man, another Christian. He's super Christian. He's just going to bless me with some money. He don't even know me. So I was like, man, thank you, man. God bless you, man. I just put it in my pocket. He's like, you should open it. And I was like, why do I need to open it? It's money. What do what, what what I need to open money for? I know what money do. I'll spend it when I need to spend it. Thank you. God bless you, brother. You know? He says, no, open it. And I says, all right. I, I opened it, and it, and, and it, had, it wasn't real money. So now I'm upset. I'm like, are oh, you going to run an okey-doke on me? I'm going to take my Christian hat off and slap you. I, I may have needed this money. So I open it up, and there's scripture on it. And so he's like, you thought it was money, but God has something greater for you. And I says, hold up, partner. Stop right there. I'm a pastor. God has something great for you. Stop sending these crazy things out. Somebody going to beat you up thinking it's real money. (laughs) Amen. Let me pray for you. Let me protect you with the spirit of God. Going to run an okey-doke on me. Pull a rope-a-dope on me, Robert. That's how evangelism was done. No personal relationship. As a matter of fact, he made me mad. And I was like, good God, that just set us back by a century doing that old crazy mess. And I'm not knocking people who, who have tracks. But listen, did Jesus walk around giving people tracks? Did he? 
Did he go house to house and say, here's some fake money. Open it up. It's scripture. See you later. No. He, he spent time with people. Matter of fact, he had a close circle of people that he spent three years with. Developing them, building a relationship so that when he departed this place, they would continue on with the plan at hand. That's why it's so imperative to build a personal relationship. Hang out, invite somebody to coffee. Don't have an agenda. Just literally, we can all use a few friends in our lives, right? I love hanging. Y'all hang very good over at this church, you know? I love hanging out. Make some new friends. Build a personal relationship. And then at some point while you're building this personal relationship, here's the next thing you need to do. Share your story. Do y'all know most, most people who don't go to church don't really want to hear about the Bible when they first encounter you? They don't want to hear that. Tell me what God has done for you. That's the only way I can believe. I've spoken with atheists, people who just don't believe it. And, 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 and it's like, listen, if you have questions, I may not have all the answers, but let's, you and I both, search for them. Let's find our answers together. Let's have authentic dialogue about it. Because let me tell you something, Mr. Atheist. There are some things in this Bible that even I question, but man, if we work through this together, we might both find the answer that we're looking for. But it starts with, me sharing my story. And so one guy I spoke with who was an atheist, I told him straight up, you know, he says, man, I don't believe some of this, blah, blah, blah. I said, you know what? Let me, let me stop. Let's not debate this. Can I just tell you about me? There was a point in my life where I was God. I'm serious. I was called God. I called myself a God because of what I was believing. I was a five percenter. My name was Shabazz Allah. Okay, Allah in, in Arabic is God. So I called myself Shabazz God. I believed that I was God. I didn't believe that there was anything bigger than me. Okay, I didn't believe in God is what I'm trying to tell you all. I believed in spiritual stuff. I believed in all kind of black magic. I went through so many types of crazy uh, uh, spiritual challenges and wars in my life. And, and, and it gets to a point where I shared this with this guy. says, but if God can change me. Heck, he can do that for anybody. I didn't, just like you didn't believe in God, not only did I not believe in him, I thought I was him. But then there was something that I couldn't explain that happened to me back in 1999 at a church called Turner Chapel AME, where I was sitting there and it seemed like the pastor had just read my journal. He was all up in my business. And then there was this overwhelming sensation of burning that occurred from the outside, from the inside out that I couldn't control. And when they made an altar call, for some reason, I found myself up there begging for mercy and weeping uncontrollably. And since that day, I've not been the same. I can't explain how that happened or why that happened, but I can tell you that it did did happen and brother that's enough for me that is the evidence that my God exists we can debate on what he was standing on we can debate if he's a him or a her we can debate that all day but what we can't debate is the radical change that happened in my life that converted a non-believer into a believer and that's enough for me and I want to share that with you and that was our conversation and do you know what happened he still didn't become a Christian but we had more dialogue when you're building a relationship, it's, listen, building a relationship with somebody is not a sprint. It's not. It's a marathon. You're building a long-term relationship. You're doing this thing called life together. 
And me and this guy, we still crack bread together. We still eat pizza together. We still hang out. We'll call each other and talk trash to each other. And then we'll talk about the Bible. And I'll ask him, man, you got any more questions? And if he does, I'll say, all right, cool, man. Let's, let's talk about it. Well, this is what was happening in that time. You got to understand text. And we break it down. Amen. So, so listen, that's how you, how you get people to come. Take the personal responsibility. Build a personal relationship. Share your story. And here's the final part. Ready? Give a personal invitation. We always stop right there. <laughs> we can build the relationship. We can accept the personal responsibility. But your, your church isn't perfect, and you don't want to invite somebody to your church because it's not perfect. I'm being honest. It took me at least two years to invite my neighbor to this church, not because it wasn't perfect, but because, one, he told me he was a part of a church. And I, I know his pastor, his former pastor, very well. And so I didn't want to, you know, be one of those pastors like snatching people. <laughs> oh, I'm going to steal your member. I'm a, I got him. I'm going to steal him. Snatches, you know. No. He was at a church. I love his pastor. I respect his pastor. So I didn't bother him. But then I knew his pastor was leaving. And his pastor moved on and left the church. And I knew there was a mass exodus. And so something in my spirit says, invite him to church. He knows about my church. We've been talking about my church. So let me do that. We're great neighbors. And I invited him. And he and his wife and their baby girl came. They didn't delay. They came right here as soon as I received the invitation because they were looking. And they said they'll be back. They're not here this week, but they'll be back. When they're ready, they'll be back. But they came. Why? Because I finally made the invitation. Do that. Don't be afraid of somebody saying, no, let them come to your church. It's not perfect, but that's the perfect thing about it. Nobody in this world is perfect. And so because we're not perfect and this is not a perfect church and they're not perfect, my goodness, this is a perfect opportunity for them to be among some imperfect people. Y'all say that three times real fast. And they can fill in the gaps where, we're need, where they're needed. This may be the perfect opportunity for them to live within the purpose that God has called them to. Amen? I just want to say this. Salvation doesn't just occur on Sundays. It doesn't. It has to happen anywhere and everywhere. You know, the, the Great Commission says to reach them all over, right? In, in, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Watch this. We must our Jerusalem is the city. And here's how we reach people in our city. We partner with some amazing organizations here in Atlanta, in Mableton specifically. Matter of fact, I'm on the board of an amazing organization that has given out 1.5 million pounds of food last year alone. Huh? Yeah, 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 that's a big deal. Y'all can clap for that. Like, y'all, y'all do that every day. Y'all hear about that happening every day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kroger does that, but you pay for it. They give this out. They gave 1.5 million pounds of food out in a year, okay? Several hundred thousand people received clothes on their back, coats that they didn't have, rent paid. This organization is amazing, and this organization is called Sweetwater Mission. And I'm blessed to be on the board. That's one of our partners that is doing amazing things in this city. Come on, that's a good thing. We also partner, partner with, with uh, Alive Ministries where they have food pantries in many of the schools here in Cobb County that are feeding kids. Do you all know that a lot of kids uh, that aren't doing well in schools because they're malnourished, they're not eating? Do you all know if you, it's hard to focus, it's hard to study when you're not eating a nutritious meal? 
Well, they're doing that. You guys do it when you, when you take the envelopes that you get and you, and you go with the coupons and buy the food. You're, you're participating in that. That is also one of our partners, right? Here, here's another one that's in Atlanta, Love Beyond Walls. The founder of the organization literally for 30 days slept on top of a bus outside. Literally, when temperatures got below freezing, he was in a tent on top of a bus. You may say, well, why was he on a bus for 30 days, Pastor B? Because that bus is being converted into a mobile makeover center where people who've never, who haven't had a shave in, in three, four, five, six years are being able to get a shave and a nice haircut. Where women who, who, who may be homeless are feeling down and, and haven't had their hair done, don't forgot what it feels like to sit in a salon chair, they get an opportunity to be made over and feel good about themselves, restore some dignity into their lives. That's one of our partners, which I happen to be on that board as well. Listen, I am a reflection of you all. We've got some amazing partnerships going on here. And this is how we reach people in our city. Here's how we do it uh, nationally in Judea and Samaria. We give a nice amount of money every single month to the organization that we support that's, that's planting hundreds of churches each year. We give every single month to the Association of Related Churches so that like they helped us start Mosaic Church and plant Mosaic Church, well, we can pay it forward so other churches can plant and grow in this world. We do that. That's one of our national partnerships. Here's how we do it internationally to the ends of the world. Do you all know, sitting right here, right back there, this beautiful woman by the name of Miss Elsie Craig has an organization called COHEF, right? And, and this year, this year, she doesn't even know this, so I'm going to go ahead and tell it right now. We are going to do some amazing things that would bless them financially for what she's doing in Haiti, her native land. We're going to do some amazing things to make sure every kid has all of their needs met. That is our international partner, COHEF. Remember that. And that's Miss Elsie back there. And, 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 and I plan to go over there with her. So that I can be on the ground and I want to take as many of you as possible with me. I love Haiti. I've been to Haiti three times serving on a mission field. Haiti is a part of me. I'm Puerto Rican, but a part of me really wishes I was also Haitian. I really love it over there. It's incredible, right? And another one of our, our, our organizations that we support internationally is Next Generation Ministry. Where y'all remember Pastor Albert came all the way from Ghana to share an amazing word? Do y'all know that we are helping them translate uh, Bibles into the native language over there, the place that they are in West Africa, Northwest Africa, this particular part in Ghana, they, it's a it's highly Muslim populated area. And Next Generation's ministry, where Pastor Albert is, they're converting them by the hundreds and maybe even thousands right now. And, and we, because we give to that organization, are helping them translate the Bible into their native language. Because of your giving, because of what we're doing, people are being converted. I, I just wanted to share that. I'm not bragging on us. I'm bragging on, on God. Amen. Here's what I need you to do. I want you to pray. I want you to go, and I want you to continue to give. Here's the second point, and then I'm going to run through this last part. This is, this is really, really quick. The second thing we do, we admonish each other in our small groups. 
80% of our pastoral care happens in small groups. We admonish each other in small groups. What, what does admonish mean? Admonish means we advise, we urge earnestly, we support each other in our small groups. I want to tell you this. Uh, 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 getting connected at Mosaic means participating in a small group. Real life change happens in the context of relationship. And real relationship happens in small groups. So I, I'm telling you, I'm not, I don't want you to do this just to, have, just to make some friends. I want to do this. I want you to be a part of a small group because it literally changes your life. Sign up today if you want to really, listen, 80% of pastoral care happens in a small group setting. In other words, I can preach until I'm blue in the face. I can preach until I look like Papa Smurf. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? And, 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 and listen, that won't do as well as the relationships you have in your small group. You'll share some stuff with a, with a group of people that you support and trust and love faster than you would your pastor. For some reason, you just, I'm not telling pastor that. I'm not going to tell him that part of my business. But if you are in a relationship with some people that you're meeting with regularly, you'll share some things. And conversion and change happens in that setting. Amen? So, so here's what our small groups do, right? Our small groups offer three amazing things. This is why I'm urging you to sign up for a small group. Not just to get connected, but watch this. Three amazing things. Our small groups offer a place to connect. So if you, if, if you feel in our small church that you're disconnected, join a small group. You'll be immediately connected. You'll have some friends that you can call on. Listen, our small groups right now, we, we cook dinner for people who are having babies like the Amosus. You know, all of our small groups got together. The whole church actually got together to provide meals for them while, while, while they were... Um, you know, while they're on maternity break and stuff. Small groups also provide a place to protect. In other words, it's a safe environment. We want to protect you from, from all of the craziness in the world. So when you're among some people that love you and believe the same things, we want to make sure that we're in a place where, where you're protected spiritually and physically, and you can just ask any question. If we don't know the answer, we can, we can learn it together. Here's the third thing. It's a place to grow. It's a place to grow. We can be in here, like I said, I can preach till I'm blue in the face. And, 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 and you might grow a little bit, but if you're in a small group and y'all, for, for instance, let's just say a small group started and y'all group met every week just to talk about what I talked about on Sunday, just to go a little deeper. So y'all take the notes and say, you know what, let, you know, pastor gave us some scriptures. Let's just see what the whole context was about that he was talking about. One, you could check and see if I'm lying or if I'm, you know, you know if I'm being a heretic. That means that I'm, I'm, I'm stretching the truth about scripture a bit. You could check that and check my, my resources, whatever. Y'all can get together and have real dialogue and support and encourage, other, encourage each other throughout the week. That's what small group groups do. Ours are very simple. They're free market. Whatever you want to do, we don't care what you want to do. You can have a volleyball small group. Just make sure there's opportunity for encouragement and you share in the word. Amen? You, you, you can have a cooking small group, a, a workout small group. It doesn't matter to us. It's free market. If you want to lead one, we will train you. You just got to provide the space. We'll train you on how to be a leader of a small group. You can do that today as well. Their semester, we have three semesters of small groups, right? The next one is starting next week. That'll last for about 9 to 12 weeks, and then we'll take a break for the summer, then we'll come back in the winter. Amen? Okay. Well, we'll do one more in the spring, and then we'll take a break for the summer, and then come back in the fall. And you can become a leader as well. We will train you on how to do that. Here's the third thing we do. This is how we, 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 we teach everyone. We teach everyone through our growth track which we offer every single week. Now, 
I just want to share a little secret. Y'all ready? If you've never attended Church 101, if you've never done that, which is the first step, the first process in our growth track, guess what? We're doing it right now. Yeah, you're doing it. Y'all didn't, I ran a smooth one on you. I ran the okie doke. It was like me giving you the fake money saying here. So now after today, we have some sheets, I think, in the back application. So after I'm done with today, if you decide, you know, I, I do want to be a member. All you have to do is fill out the application. Yeah, I ran an okie doke on y'all. You know, don't, don't hurt me too harshly. All right. I just wanted to help y'all, give y'all the first step in our growth track. But the, it happens every week, every week, every week, every week. Starts with 101, where we're, we're going to teach you about our church, about what it means to be a part of this church. Uh, we'll teach you the steps uh, and how we grow as a church, what our beliefs are. 201 is the essentials, the essential things you need to be a Christian, right? To, to, be, a, uh, to be learning, to grow as a Christian. The third thing, this is so incredible, is Discovery 301. Guess what? You do a spiritual gifts assessment. You, you, you do a personality assessment. All right, if you, if you did this outside of church, it would cost you a couple hundred dollars, real talk. I'm serious. But if you sign up today at Mosaic Church and come two Sundays from now, one time only, special price, free, 99, free, 99, sign up today. All right, I'm not good with the infomercials, but y'all get it, right? Huh? 301. You get to do a spiritual gifts assessment and learn how God equipped you and what he equipped you with, your special spiritual gift, right? And then we're going to do a personality trait. So, so, so now when people say, you know what, you're crazy, you're like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. My personality says that I'm this. I'm not crazy. You're crazy for thinking I'm crazy in the first place. My personality is this. I'm just bubbly. You know, I'm just playing. But honestly, we do that assessment so you get to know who you are. And you know what the great part is? It's really good for those who are dating or that are married. Because then you, it answers some questions about your spouse like, aha, that makes sense. That makes sense, you know. So do that. Check that out. And then 401, this is the best part. You get to actually be a part of the dream. Yeah, the dream, the vision of Mosaic Church. You actually get to be a part of our dream team. Sign up for a training or an orientation and, and just jump in where you're gifted to. Speaking of dream team, that's our fourth area. That's our fourth area. This is how we present people fully mature back to Christ. This is how we present you back to Christ, through our dream team. This is where we've trained you, we've equipped you, we've found your gifts for you, we've shown you your personality traits, and now you're serving not for your local church. Well, yes, for your local church, but not just for your local church. You're serving for God. You're saying, God, all that you've given me, man, spiritual high five, thank you. That's cool. Fist bump, pow, okay? Now I'm going to take what you've given me because I know that you didn't have to give it to me. I'm going to take those gifts and I'm going to just use them to do something that would bless you. Huh? I'm going to use, it's almost like a spiritual regifting. Huh? God blessed you with something. But to bless God, you're going to use that something he gave you to do something even better, to build up his kingdom, to advance his kingdom, to claim more territory, not for Mosaic Church, but for the entire body of Christ. And we do that through our dream team. So once we've checked out your spiritual gifts and your, and, and your personality trait, and you've looked and said, you know what, there's an opportunity for me to serve in, in, in the worship team, you do have to audition. I'm just going to say that. Okay. Just get that out the way right off their back. Oh, I'm going to serve in kids. You, you do got to go through a background check. And yeah, anything suspicious on there, you are disqualified. Amen, somebody. 
Okay, I'm going to be on the dance team if all you can do is a running man. I don't think so. Y'all remember the running man? Come on, y'all remember this, right? Come on, don't leave me hanging. Huh? If you can, you know, that's all you can do, then you, 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 you might not be able to be on the team, you know? So anyway, we're going to check out those things. We'll train you in the ministry area of your choice and plug you in immediately. And here, here, here's the final thing I want to share with you. This may not be in your notes. At Mosaic Church, at Mosaic Church, and I believe this for every single church in America, every member is a minister. Every member is a minister. Let me clear that up. I know y'all looking like, no, but man, you, you, you the pastor. You went to seminary. You, you the pastor. Uh-uh. Let me tell you what happened many, many, many thousands and thousands of years ago. There used to be this veil that separated the priests from regular people. And in order for you to be prayed over, you had to go to the priest who would go to the holy of holies on your behalf, sometimes only once a year. But then Jesus died up on the cross and immediately the veil was split. Now the prayer field is level. So that makes you a minister. Ooh, man, that sounds good. That's my best preaching point today. Take that with you. Every task is important. At Mosaic Church, every task is important. I don't care if you're setting up, tearing down, pouring coffee, drinking coffee, (laughs) doing lights, singing, no matter how big or small it is, every single task is important. Even saying hello to somebody is important because here's what I know. Somebody will walk through these doors and this is their once in a lifetime moment. They've tried church so many times and they said, this is my final chance and they come here. And everything was perfect and they give their lives to Christ or they come here and somebody didn't greet them or they come here and we're clickish or they come here and the coffee was cold. They could, all it takes is one small thing for somebody to change their mind. Am I telling the truth? Huh? I'm telling you. Every task is important. And finally, everyone, every member, every single one of you is a 10 in some area. You're a perfect 10 in some area. I don't know what it is. That's why we do 301. You're a perfect 10 in some area. Sir, there's something in this church that is perfectly designed for your 10. You just got to jump in. You got to use that 10 to build up the kingdom of God. There is something that you do that nobody in your family does as good as you. I'm the only percussionist in my entire family. My daddy's a great actor. My mother's a good, I mean, it comes to, to, to like the crab boil. Nobody does that like my mama. I'm telling I don't care. You can stand your mama against my mama. My mama can bake the best crab boil there is. Hey, man, somebody. And I ain't going to even talk about her oxtail. Ooh, Lord Jesus. Huh? And her cabbage? Come on, somebody said the cabbage. Okay, that's enough. I'll brag on my mama's cooking all day. She's here, by the way. <laughs> that's her tin. My daddy's a great actor, but if I put a drum in front of my mother or a drum in front of my daddy, yeah, my dad's okay. My mom probably wouldn't even touch the thing, right? But nobody makes them talk the way I can make them talk because God made me attend in that area. Amen? And he's done that for you, 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 all of you. So my point today is, and I'm closing right here. In order for us to advance the kingdom, it starts with being connected. It starts with reaching 
sharing, inviting, and doing your part and taking the personal responsibility. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others. Our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.